house of God today. Amen. Know that the doors to this place is always open to everyone. Amen. It's good to have everyone with us this morning. Praise God. Second Kings chapter 5. Familiar passage of scripture. Starting with verse number 10 through verse 14. You there say amen. If you don't have a Bible, we'll give you one if you want one. Amen. If not, it's up on the screen. I fell bored up there. Amen. Starting with verse 10. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was wroth, and went away, and said, Behold, I thought he will surely come out to me, and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, and strike his hands over the place, and recover the leper. Are not Abana and far, far rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. And a servant came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee do some great thing, wouldst thou not have done it? How much rather then when he said to thee, wash and be clean. Then he went down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. Amen. And I want to speak to you from this thought today. Skip or dip. Skip or dip. Father, we praise you. We honor you again this morning, O God, again for your goodness and mercy towards us. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, stay with us, O God, I pray, and let your wisdom and knowledge and understanding flow out of us, O God, again today. Father, let none of us leave the way that we came through these doors, but let us leave change. Let us leave renewed and refreshed in the power of the Holy Ghost. And we will give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you and you may be seated. Amen. Skip or dip. Amen. One of the things about success is that it can make us prideful if we're not careful. Naaman, the Bible tells us, was a great commander and a mighty man used by God. As a matter of fact, by all accounts, when you look at Naaman's life, Naaman was a very successful person. The Bible even tells us that Naaman was the captain of the host of the king of Syria. It tells us that he was a great man with his master and he was honorable. Because by him, the Lord had given deliverance unto the Syrians. He was a mighty man in valor. In other words, he was a mighty warrior. He was a great soldier. 
If you probably looked at Naaman's collar or Naaman's chest, he probably had more medals than General George Patton or General Chesty Puller did. He would have had a chest full of medals. He was a man of a mighty man of valor. And so we could see that it would be easy for him to have pride in his life or he could be submissive or he could be very humble. You can see this in his life. But Naaman had a problem. Naaman was a leper. When lepers, amen, could would be a leper or if a person would be a leper, it could easily... Uh, his sickness and his healing, uh, lack of healing could take effect at any time. He didn't know at what moment that his fingers might fall off. He did not know at what moment his ear might fall off. As lepers was usually made to stay in lepers colonies. And throughout the scripture of the Old Testament, lepers had to walk around and they had to constantly shout, unclean unclean. And so you can see here with with Naaman, amen, it would have been easy for him with pride in his heart to walk away from what he has been instructed to do. And so when the young girl tells her mistress that there was a man in in Samaria that could have her, her, her name and heal. They sent letters uh, to the king of Samaria, but we see what happens. That the king says, "I don't have power to do this." Uh, but when Elisha heard that the Naaman had come, he sent says, "Send him to me." And so we see the transformation here. Transformation, excuse me, of what began to take place. Uh, Elijah tells him to go dip seven times and the Jordan River and your flesh will come again to thee and thou shall be clean. Your flesh will come to thee. Anybody got any flesh problems? Paul writing into the church at, at, at Titus and Titus chapter 3 verse 5. Paul says, it's not a work of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. The prophet Isaiah would write, wash you, make you clean, put away the evil of your doing from before my eyes, cease to do evil, learn to do well, seek judgment, relieve the oppressed, judge the fatherless, plead for the widows, come now and let us reason together, said the Lord, though your sins be a scarlet, they shall be white as snow, though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. You see, leprosy was a form or type and shadow of sins, uh, and we all need to be washed uh, from our sins. Uh, for Paul says in Romans 3, 23, for all have sinned and come short uh, of the glory of God. Uh, you see, Elijah did not care if Naaman dipped or not. Uh, you see, Elijah didn't have the problem. Naaman was the one that had the problem. Amen. And so he had the solution to the problem. And this is why he tells him to go dip seven times in the Jordan River. Why did he need to dip seven times? Well, they are under the law. And under the law, 
in order to be cleansed, it would be the priest's responsibility to determine that the leper was cleansed. The Lord said to Moses in Leviticus 14, 1 through 7, And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, This is the shall be the law of the leper in the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought unto the priest, and the priest shall go forth out of the camp, and the priest shall look, and behold, if the plague of leprosy be healed in the leper, then shall the priest command to take for him, that is to be cleansed, two birds alive, and cleansed, and the cedar wood, and the scarlet, and the hyssop. And the priest shall command that one of the birds be killed, and an earthen vessel over one in water. As for the living bird, he shall take it, and the cedar wood, and the scarlet, and the hyssop, and shall dip them, and the live bird, in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water. And he shall sprinkle upon him that is to be cleansed from his leprosy seven times, and shall pronounce him clean, and shall let the living bird loose in the open field. Notice this was the cleansing process for the leper. And so Naaman needed to be cleansed. And so Elijah says to him, go dip seven times in the Jordan River and your flesh shall come again just like a child was. But we see that Naaman did not want to do what the prophet had told him to do. Elijah did not care if he dipped or he skipped. It was in his court. It was up to Naaman if he wanted to be cleansed. And so therefore, he could either go to the Jordan River and do what he was told, or he could walk away. His servant said to him, as Naaman began to walk away in a rage, Naaman began to say, could not he just have come out and clapped his hands over the place where I was and made me clean? It's not the rivers of Ravana, amen, and far, far cleaner waters. Why couldn't I just dip there? But that was not the plan. That was not the word from the man of God. He was told to go dip in the Jordan River and you will become cleansed. Isaiah would write, God's ways is not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. We don't know the way that God works and how God will work on our behalf. We just have to do what the Word of God says. When we are instructed by the man of God, we need to obey the Word of God and do it because His ways is not our ways. So seven times, notice the instruction. Take two birds, kill the one and the other, and take him and sprinkle him with the blood from the other. Isaiah would write, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace is upon him. And with these stripes we are healed. Oh, we like sheep are gone astray, and the Lord has laid upon him the iniquities of us all. He's taken from prison and judgment, and who shall declare his generation? He's led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep dumb before his shears, so he open not. He, his 
his mouth. We must be dipped in the blood of Jesus Christ because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of our sins. Praise God. In Luke 17, 11 through 19, the scripture says, And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem, and he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voice and said, Master, Jesus, Master, have mercy upon us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they was cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered, said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise and go thy way. Thy faith have made thee whole. Notice, Jesus reaches back to the law again because it was the priest's responsibility to announce that the leper had been cleansed. They had a certain ritual that they had to do in order to announce the leper as being cleansed. Why did this uh, Samaritan come back to Jesus? Amen. When Jesus commanded them to go show yourself to the priest, many have speculated, why did he come back? Why did the others not come back? The reason then is the Samaritans didn't have any priests. They was outcast. They was the ones without a priest. The one could stand in their behalf. And so the only priest that this guy would have would be Jesus Christ. And so he returns to him. Paul says, wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the high priest of our profession, Jesus Christ. So the only one the Samaritan could go to to pronounce him cleansed was Jesus Christ, our Savior, our high priest. For Christ also have suffered the sins, the just, for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, and quickened by the Spirit, by which also he went and preached in the Spirit and prison, which sometimes was disobedience, when once the long serpent of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls was saved by water, the right figure wherein to baptism doth now also save us, not to put in the way of the fifth of the flesh, but as an answer of a good conscience by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. Aren't you glad you know the chief high priest? 
praise God. Aren't you glad that your sins have been washed away in the blood of Jesus Christ? Amen. Paul goes on and writes to the church, along with Ezekiel, I have new heart, also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statue, and you shall Keep my judgments and do them. Notice what God says. I will give you a new heart and I will give you a heart of flesh. I will take away that old stony heart. That heart that is hard. That heart that is impenetrable. That heart that is cold and callous. That heart that is mean and stubborn. That heart that is rude and don't care. God says I will take that away and I will give you a heart of flesh. One that can feel, one that can have compassion, one that can enjoy life, one that can feel the love of God, amen, and reach out and help men, no matter who they are. A heart of compassion, a heart of resistance to evil, a heart of obedience, a heart of submission, a heart of submission and servitude. God says, I'll take that old one out and I'll give Give you a heart of flesh, one that will know my will, and one that will know my way. Why do we need a new heart? Paul says in Romans 10.10, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. But Naaman, amen, he wanted to walk away. Naaman did not want to do what he was being instructed to do. As we see, he even got angry and was going to do it my way or the highway. I'm leaving. The answer to your problem is the Jordan River seven times. You can skip or you can dip. You dip, you're going to be clean. You skip, you're going to stay a leper. Don't seem like I need a rocket degree, science degree, to figure that one out. You know. So his servant comes to and says, basically, what do you got to lose? You know, what, what do you got to lose, basically, is what he's saying. If he'd have asked you to do some great thing, you'd have did that. How much more to go and dip in the Jordan River seven times and be clean? When he made up his mind to obey, and he went and he dipped seven times, his flesh came to him again like a little child. Think about it. Amen. He decided that he needed to dip. Amen. And we need to realize the value of dipping. We need to realize, as Peter said on the day of Pentecost, when they asked him, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift. 
help of the Holy Ghost. For the promises to you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. What many other words did he testify and exalt, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. And they that gladly received his word was baptized. And there was added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and prayer. But it all starts to be saved. You've got to dip in the waters of baptism. As Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again of the water and the spirit. Jesus says, if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not, for I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejected me and received not my words, have one that judge him. The words I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last days. Jesus doesn't care if you skip or you dip. He just says, if you reject my words, that's okay, but you're going to see it again in the last days. That's why John would write in the book of Revelation, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life, and everyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire, which burned with brimstone. Amen. We need to realize that we've got to dip. If you're here and you've never been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, there's water. What that hinder you? The dead bird need to be dipped in the blood of the Lamb. Amen. You need to have the blood because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Until you get rid of your sins, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. If we've been baptized, now we can't skip the word. We need to dip deeper into the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to dip daily into the word of God. We need to be saturated by the word of God. As David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I will not sin against thee. The interest to thy word give it me life. The Lord, the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimonies of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure and light in the eye. The fear of the Lord is clean and doing forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true and they're righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold. Yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey, than the honeycomb. Moreover by them are your servants worn. And in keeping of them is a great reward. Who shall understand this error? Keep not thy servant from secret thoughts. Let not presumptuous sons have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright and shall not be offended with the great transgressions. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O God, my strength and my salvation.
salvation. We need to understand that we've got to dip into this thing. We can't skip the word of God, for we'll see it again. We can't skip the instructions that God gives us. We'll see it again. If anybody say, man, skips the word, you're going to be lost. The rich young ruler, he chose to skip the things of God than to dip himself into the things of God. And Jesus asked the question, how hard is it for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God? He says it's easy for a camel to go through an eye of a neater than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. You got to dip into this thing. You gotta get in it. Nothing, Paul says, shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, my Lord. He says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. He said, but this one thing that I do, I forget those things which are behind, and I reach forth to those things which are before. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. you got to get deep into this thing. You've got to dip. As Jonathan came down off the mountain from fighting the Philistines, the Lord had dumped honey all through the woods, and Jonathan, all he has was a staff in his hand and he dipped that staff at the end of that staff into that honey and he took that honey and he put it in his mouth and he began to eat and his eyes were open and Jonathan said you see how my eyes has been opened because I just tasted a little bit of honey I come to tell you the word is sweet to your mouth like honey it's like honey in the rock Amen. When you get into the word of God, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You get a hold of the word of God. You dip yourself in the word of God and don't let go. Stay rooted. Stay grounded in it because you're going to see it again. Do you know why you're going to see the word again? Because in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. And the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld his glory. The glory is the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth. We're going to see this word again, because Jesus is the Word. He's the one that sits on the throne judging all nations that come before Him. So if we obey it now, we don't have to worry in the end. Amen. Skip or dip. Praise God. Amen. You're not just saved by confessing Jesus. A lot of people think you're saved by just confessing him. You're not saved by just confessing Jesus. You're not saved by shaking my hand. <laughs> Some people shake the pastor's hand and they think they're saved. No, nope, you're not saved. Some people think they fill out a card to join a church. They're saved. No, 
You're not saved. I don't mean to be rude. I'm not being rude. Some people misconstrued Romans 10. When Paul says, they that confess Jesus Christ and believe in their hearts, notice what he said, they shall be saved. But see, people usually jump down into the middle when they miss the whole part of the chapter. Paul starts that 10th chapter this way, brethren, my heart and desire for Israel is they might be saved. He said they have a zeal for the things of God, but not according to knowledge. You see, it was the the Jewish people that had Jesus put to death. They rejected him. They rejected him. And so Paul is writing to the church at Rome, and he's saying that they have a zeal. In other words, the Jewish people were sticking to the law. They had a zeal for the things of God, but not according to knowledge. And so as a result of that, he is saying to the church that in order for the Jews to be saved, they have to confess Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And that's what he's saying is with the heart, man believe it unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. You see, just like you and I, what did we had to do? We had to confess Jesus. I believe it. I believe that Jesus is God. I believe he's Christ. I believe what the word says. And then what happened? I had to dip. <laughs> I had to dip in the waters of baptism. And I had to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Because Jesus told Nicodemus, except the man be born again of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter nor see the kingdom of God. So Paul is trying to explain. See, you're not saved by just confessing. Jesus says in Matthew 16, 15 through 18, Go ye therefore and preach the gospel to every creature. Watch this. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And he that believeth not shall be damned. See, you've got to dip. <laughs> he gave you an example. When he came to John the Baptist, he says, John says, I need to be baptized by you. Jesus says, no, we need to fulfill all righteousness. And he was baptized. So he gave us the example. So you've got to dip. Amen. Because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's why Peter says in Acts 2, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is to you and to your children and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. You can dip or you can skip. It's your choice. <laughs> Amen. But no, you will see it again. Amen. Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and Forever. Matter of fact, Paul tells us Romans 8 and 9, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none 
of His. You need the Holy Ghost. You need the Spirit of God. And Acts 19, 1 through 6, because let's stand today. Amen. In Acts 19, 1 through 6, uh, the Bible says, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast of Ephesus, and he came upon certain disciples of John, and he said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? He said unto him, we have not so much as heard there be any Holy Ghost. Notice the next question. How then were you baptized? And this is John's baptism. He says, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people, they shall believe on him which shall come after which was on Christ Jesus. Now when they heard this, they was baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when Paul laid his hands on them, they began to speak with other tongues. Amen. As the Spirit of God gave the utterance and all the men was about twelve. Notice throughout the book. You got to dip. Skip or dip. You're here today. You've never been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. You can be baptized today. You can dip in the waters of baptism and come up and walk in newness of life. Amen. The way the word of God tells you. Amen. If you're here today and you want to get deeper into the things of God, I opened the altars this morning. Amen. If you want to pray, amen, and seek after God this morning. Amen. These altars are open. Praise God. Father, we exalt you again today, Lord.